Hi, my name is Joseph Kendrick. And I'm Ben Holmquist. And this is the podcast. Where we're going to talk about movies. Pretty much. That's basically all you need to know about it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all it is. It's just we're yeah, talking just about movies. Two guys that work at a theater who just see a lot of movies. So, yeah. <laughs> Most, if not all, movies. Yep. All the good ones, at least. So, for this podcast, pretty much... I've seen a movie that Ben didn't see, and Ben's seen a movie that I didn't see. So, I think we'll start with the movie that Ben saw. Okay. And, do you want to tell them what movie that was? Yeah, uh, I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, over the weekend. (laughs) And, I gotta say, Joe, is this a movie you were looking forward to? Is this something you think is going to be good for the franchise? (laughs) What are your thoughts without having seen it? Okay. Um... Basically, when I first heard about this thing being made, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I had seen the 2007 animated movie, and I was like, I really like that movie. So then when I hear, oh, they're going to make another one, and then that's going to be live action, and also Michael Bay is producing, (laughs) I've been a little bit eh on it. Like, I've seen the first few trailers, and I've been on the fence about... It looks kind of good, but at the same time, it looks like it has kind of that quirky um, Michael Bay kind of feel to it. So I've been kind of avoiding seeing it because I'm like, I don't know if I'll actually like it or if I'll hate it. Based on the first trailer that came out, I really didn't like the look of the turtles. I was mm-hmm. like, turtles with lips? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Especially that... Michelangelo thing where he's like, it's just a mask. It's okay. And I was like, Ugh. and then yeah. the ca- and then the casting of Megan Fox. I was like, oh. But then again, I'm se- like, I'm talking about it as if I'm I'm an actual fan that's read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle material and I've collected it all throughout my life, which is not true. It's just it's something that I grew up with, but I never religiously followed it as much as other things that I follow. So I'm basically, right. I'm basically just basing it off of that 2007 movie that I saw that I really liked. So, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was enjoyable. Uh, like I had a good time in the theater while I was watching it, mm-hmm. but as a film, it was all over the place. So I go, I went in and I was expecting it to be like, Christopher Nolan take on the turtles almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, and for some of the time it was, when the action was going on, it was great action, fantastic, but then any scene that wasn't basically like a chase scene or a fight scene (laughs) was totally different, and it was just like awkward humor and stuff, and it was just all over the place with, and I feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be. Whether it wanted to be, like, a dark and gritty take on the franchise or, like, a yeah. kid's movie. Yeah. So, it was kind of, like, back and forth between that. Um, and then I was expecting to see the Turtles as the main characters because it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And they weren't. And Megan Fox is the main character and got probably about as much screen time as the Turtles did. Yeah. And it was weird because... Obviously, Megan Fox is in it, and you expect her to be, like, a really sexed-up character. (laughs) She wasn't. And because of that, I feel like it didn't need to be Megan Fox. Like, it literally could have been any... They could have chosen, like, an actress that was better suited to the role that she played. Because she's, like, a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Like that choice wasn't the best. Um, Basically, what a lot of people have been telling me is that it's like the first Transformers movie, and it's like the style that it's going with, and it's kind of humor. So it's like if you like the Transformers series, I guess you'll like this. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had the same feel, and not only because it was Megan Fox. I think the fact that Michael Bay produced it has a lot to do with the feel of the movie. Yeah, um, like basic, basically what what you just said to me about the whole Megan Fox is the main character; it's not the turtles that are the main character. That's like how it was in Transformers too, where exactly, yeah, you had Shia LaBeouf as the main character, and like the Transformers were just the background set pieces, pretty much. That's essentially exactly how it is here. Uh, one thing I did like, though, and I didn't really catch on to this as quickly because mm-hmm. I didn't really grow up with the Ninja Turtles, uh, yep. but there were a lot of throwbacks and references to classic Ninja Turtle stuff, um, which I think hardcore fans are going to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I was going into this as a film viewer, not as a Ninja Turtles fan. Um, so Yeah, so you, know, you were... So you were pretty much uh, looking at it and seeing if it would stack up as a film on its own and not have to rely on you knowing the previous stuff that came before it. Exactly. And to be honest, I can't. I don't even know which turtle is which. I, mean, <laughs> I kind of know now, but like, I, still, I don't know. Um, and I don't think you have to in order to see the movie because it's just so fun, like the banter back and forth between them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so, but yeah. So, like, when the turtles are on the screen, you're saying that it's, like, that's the good parts of the film. But when they cut away from that to go to, like, Megan Fox's character and that, like, plot line, it's just, like, ugh. Yeah, uh, kind of. Like, when the turtles are on screen and they're not doing, like, ninja stuff, when they're just, like, hanging out, it's not great. Because the band, I feel Uh-oh. like the humor is forced and awkward. And mm-hmm. there's just too much of it, like... I feel like they felt like there had to be a joke a minute, and there really <laughs> didn't, because I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be as much of a comedy, but, I mean, maybe that's what the neutrals are. Like, I don't know. So, so like, you would have expected it to kind of have a little bit of a little bit of a serious note here and there? Like, some scenes where it's just a little bit more serious than, like, just always joking all the time. I guess is right. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there were serious moments, but then as soon as it gets serious and as soon as you're like, oh, wow, this I can emotionally connect with this, the jokes come back in and the turtles will uh, make a joke or something. There was one scene I did love um, when the turtles, they're all in an elevator and mm-hmm. they all start beatboxing and they just, like, mm-hmm. beatbox this whole song and then the elevator mm-hmm. stops and they just get out and go back into the fight. Yeah. Uh, but that was probably my favorite scene of the entire movie. Um, and the special effects were good, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a good time. I wouldn't say it was a good movie, but I had a good time watching it. So it's like a good popcorn kind of film. Exactly. A movie that you can just go and kind of shut your brain off for a little bit and just watch it. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So I would recommend this one for, not for very young children, um, because there was a bit of sexual, or not sexual content, but like sort of suggestive content. Um, kind of sexual humor. Yeah, no exactly. And um, so probably I'd recommend it for like the 11 to 16 year olds or people who grew up with the Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 uh, because 
it could have been fantastic if I had known more about it going in. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Hmm. So you saw a movie uh, over the weekend as well. <laughs> yes. I luckily got to watch the Dragon Ball Z movie, Battle of the Gods. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that you were, um, you almost didn't get to, but you were able to squeeze yeah. in on Saturday. Yes, yes. There was, I was there in the morning, and it just so happened that um, it was like an hour and a half long, it was an hour and a half long movie. And it started at 12 o'clock, and I had just enough time to watch it before I had to head home and get ready for work. So Excellent. it worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. So are, you're basically familiar with Dragon Ball Z, right? Yes and no. Um, okay. I'm, I know, like, I know Goku. I know the characters. I've okay. never really watched the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, I've watched it from, I guess, season one all the way up to, like, which was, well, season one was basically the Saiyan saga. And then from there, all the way up to the Boo saga. I never actually watched Dragon Ball GT. So, and that's okay because the movie actually takes place where I left off in the show. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, it's it's really cool. And <clears throat> let me just adjust my chair. <laughs> okay. Because I, I keep spiking my audio. Okay, there we go. So, basically, the whole plot of the movie is that there's this uh, god that uh, wakes up after like 15 or so many years of being asleep and he's a god of destruction and pretty much all he does is he goes to planets and he just destroys them and he had a dream where he battled this uh, super saiyan god and his assistant is like calling him kind of crazy and that's just like a dream that he had so this uh, god like creature is like, no, I'm going to go find a Saiyan, I'm going to go fight him. And he ends up finding Goku, and then they fight, and he beats Goku pretty easily, and then the rest of the plot takes place on planet Earth, and it's like Vegeta and all those other characters, and they're all trying to not piss off the god so that he doesn't destroy their planet, because I guess he has like a short temper, and he doesn't really, he won't destroy things unless he's like irritated. So they're like they're like trying to not piss him off and stuff, and only Vegeta knows who he actually is. So all the other side characters are just like, "Oh, you're a friend of Vegeta's, haha!" But it was a pretty cool movie. I won't spoil the end of it, but that was pretty much the gist of it. It's just that there's this like superior being that exists in the universe, and you find out that there's all these other superior beings that are like of that level of power, and they just they just exist. So, oh. so as a Dragon Ball Z fan, did you did it live up to your expectations? Were you happy with it? So there hasn't been a Dragon Ball Z movie in so many years now. They haven't made anything for it. So I'm actually kind of happy that I got to see it. I mean, okay. at the same time, I feel like there were problems with it. There was a lot of jokes and everything, and it kind of felt a little ADD-ish at times, so they were, like, jumping back and forth between this and that, and it felt really playful-ish, but then again, that's the spirit of Dragon Ball Z, I feel like. It's just supposed to be a playful kind of uh, series, and it lived, it, it pretty much lived up to my expectations of what it could be, and I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a bit confused as to what exactly this movie was, because you remember, like, 
the Yu-Gi-Oh mm-hmm. movie, for example, that was in theaters, yeah. um, and that was like a yeah. major motion picture. Is this yeah. on that scale, or is this like a smaller like thing? Um, I think it was supposed to just be select release. It was supposed to be like a select release kind of thing, and they pretty much stayed true to that. It was just released in select theaters for only a limited amount of time. And because I guess it's done so well that they're now going to make another movie and they're going to pretty much release it the same way. Oh, neat. So, so it's just like, I don't know. It wasn't like a full-length feature film or something like that. Sort of like, like an extended episode of the show almost. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half long special episode pretty much is the way that I saw it. Cool. It, ha- it had a beginning, it had a middle, it had an end. It pretty much was an entire... It could. It's like an entire season, pretty much, squeezed into like an hour and a half movie. So oh, okay. you get they cut out the su- the subplots pretty much that are in all the seasons where they're just like dumb. Oh, we got to train for all this and stuff and that. They pretty much cut that out and they're just like, here's what you want to see. You want to see the fighting. Here we go, and it's cool. Yeah, sort of like all the best parts put into <laughs> one. And That's I went cool. in. It- I went expecting me like, oh great, they're gonna have another form of Super Saiyan, and what they ended up coming up with was actually pretty interesting. And I was like, oh, so they did change up the formula just a teeny bit, and weren't like, so here's another form that Goku can become, and they explain why you wouldn't see it in GT, I guess. But it's like, I mean, there's probably continuity errors that I don't realize. Or if I really wanted to analyze the movie, I could probably pick them out. But I just enjoyed myself for the most part, and I'm not going to bother trying to find continu- continuity errors in the series. So it's it's fun. It's a fun watch. That's what it was. Yeah, like a fun cartoon, like a popcorn movie. Yeah, for Same the most part. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's one that when it comes on DVD, I'll probably I might buy it or I might rent it and watch it again because it was pretty much that entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball Z is one of those shows that I've always wanted to get into, but yeah. then I've always just, I just haven't, and I think I need to, because it's a classic, it's a classic yeah. cartoon, and it looks a, really good. It's a classic anime that spawned a bunch of other animes, pretty much, to come to America. <laughs> oh, that's true, that was like the original anime, wasn't it? That was like the go-to anime to watch for any person that wanted to get into anime, so. Cool. Yeah, it's like a, it's really nice. And I've heard rumors that because the movie did well, there might be a new series, a new season that could be released. So I got to keep my eyes out because I'm like, I never watched GT and I probably never will because, I don't know, people had mixed reactions on that. But I would watch a new series that's all new animation and like has people that sound the same as they did back in like the... Whenever Dragon Ball Z came out, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are you going to give it for a score out of 10? Uh, uh, I'd probably give it about 7.58, because it was, it, it was entertaining. I was watching it with the Fred, but he had to leave halfway through, and I was, we were like joking back and forth about it, and we liked the villain. The villain was a pretty cool character. He wasn't your standard, eh kind of guy. He, he mm. actually had a personality, and at the end of it, you really liked the villain. So, And that's what mattered. Yeah, the characters are what makes the story a lot of the time. Yeah, because so. we, we all know who Goku and everyone is. We didn't know who this villain character was, so 
they touched up a lot on his personality and how he acts. And that was the main focus of it. And I loved it because I was like, this is an interesting character that I would gladly love to see more of. And also, if they make some more Dragon Ball Z games, I would love to have him thrown in there so I can use him as a playable character. <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. yeah. I always love when I see these action-packed movies. I'm just like, that would be cool as a video game. Like, that would yeah. be a cool level. Like in yeah. Ninja Turtles, the final boss, or not the boss battle, but the final, <laughs> like, the, like, the, the epic, climax. The, yeah, that would have made a perfect video game because it was like a battle on a snowy landscape. Yeah. So, Care, yeah. Careful what you wish for, because <laughs> they always they do do that, and in movies they try to adapt the movie to the game, and then it comes out like shit. <laughs> I would know. I've been playing the new Transformers PlayStation game, and that's no. not yeah. as what you would expect it to be. It's not great. <laughs> All right, so that's what we've been watching this week. Um, yep. Uh, we also have some news to talk about. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, some pretty, pretty big news for oh, superhero yeah. fans. I mean, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit old now, I guess, but still, it's very cool to talk about. Yeah. So, so 2016 summer, we had Batman versus Superman opening up against Captain America three, and they've been playing chicken for a while, seeing which movie is going to switch the date. Turns out that DC swerved and they moved their date up to march 2016 so yeah i don't know i feel like i thought it was going to be them that would move it um because they have like the dark knight series is really the only blockbuster movie like they have they've had good features on the Mm -hmm. dc side of things but and they're good. Like, I like Men of Steel. I like the Dark Knight trilogy. But there's just nothing compared to Marvel well, so far. Well, the fact that it's a it's a Superman movie, but they decided to throw Batman's name on it as well, pretty much just shows that DC really only has Batman to really sell to people, to get them in the seats. So, mm-hmm. and the thing is, they also are throwing in all these other DC characters, like Wonder Woman, I guess, is going to be in it. And I think they said that Aquaman's going to be in it as well. And they've they've said a bunch of news about it, and I haven't really been reading up on that news because I'm not that interested in this movie. But Mm -hmm. it's like, DC, this is is supposed to be their kickoff to create the DC universe – and they're trying and I feel like they're trying to play catch up with Marvel right now where Marvel is at the point where after 2016 they're going to be releasing 3 movies a year. So, and I think this DC at this point is trying to run before they can walk, so to speak. Yeah. Like they need to establish all these characters before they can put them yeah. into a movie together. And that movie should be Justice League. It shouldn't be Batman versus Superman featuring Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Like they should build. They should have the Wonder Woman movie. They should have an Aquaman movie. Yeah. They should have well, a they, Batman they, Bruce Wayne. I think they might end up doing that because right after they announced that news that Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice it got bumped up a or got bumped up, uh, they released their schedule for what when other movies are being released, but they didn't say which movie was what. They just showed the release dates that they had. So. Mm-hmm. 
They are trying, and they probably will release a Wonder Woman movie, but I feel like by the time that they do it, everyone's going to be like, Marvel already did that. They already released a Miss Marvel movie before DC did this. Because I I feel like it really has, like the superhero genre, I feel like it really has become a Marvel versus DC at this point in the, uh, with the studios. Yeah. Uh, for like, like for releasing example, films. I was at Boston yeah. Comic Con this weekend, mm-hmm. and all the superhero cosplay, they had like a costume contest, yeah. not a contest, but everyone was in costumes on yeah, the yeah. lawn taking pictures. Yeah. Everyone was in a Marvel costume. There were, like, no... Batman was the only DC character. I didn't see any Superman. I didn't see any Wonder Woman. I saw a lot of Iron Man. Like, everyone... So, Marvel really does have the floor at this point. And I think DC needs to really play their cards carefully. And it's it's not like... Marvel doesn't have... Like, uh, what they've been doing right now, they don't really have flop movies. They have... If their movie's not really that good, it's just a mediocre film. It's not a complete bust that they have to recover from. Because, right. like, I guess Thor 2, in my opinion, was... It was an okay movie. It wasn't a great movie that I would... Like, Avengers, great. Mm-hmm. But it was still a good movie. It wasn't... It just wasn't as much as I want it, would want it to be. And then you have Iron Man 3, which was like... When it first came out, I was like, eh, I mean, it was pretty cool. It's okay. And then right after... Captain America 3 came out, or not 3, Captain America Winter Soldier came out, I was like, oh wow, all this stuff makes sense why S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't in that film and stuff. So then it made it a lot better. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like with Marvel, with each film that comes out, they start to expand on the universe a lot more, and it answers a lot more, or I can kind of piece together things that probably, they probably don't connect, but to me, they start making sense. Like, why S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't go rescue the president in Iron Man 3. It's because he was on... It was because S.H.I.E.L.D. was infiltrated by HYDRA. So, they didn't yeah. want to save the president. <laughs> or they were covering it up so that Captain America didn't know about it until it was already too late. Right. It's, it's, stu- it's, like, it's stuff like that. You have to think about it, and then you have to make assumptions on your own for why specific things in the cinematic universe of Marvel don't happen. Right. And, like, that discussion that we just had right there, like, all those things you were just saying, there's no situation in the DC universe right now, or in the film universe, that you could go that in-depth about and discuss that much about. So, like, they need to figure out a good way to do this, and maybe they don't need to catch up with Marvel right away. Maybe they just need to... Like, I mean, the the most I can do right now for DC is... Look at the Superman, uh, Man of Steel movie and be like, oh, Superman destroyed that Wayne Enterprise satellite. Man, Bruce must be pissed. That's yeah. about <laughs> the most I can come up with. Or be like, oh, look, there was a Lex Luthor truck there. Yeah. L- where's Lex Luthor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just not, like, as much. There's I mean, just They just haven't established it as much. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think... What DC has over Marvel is that they have a really good television presence. Because you have Arrow, which is a which after season one, it got really good and people started liking it. So they made a spin-off of The Flash, and The Flash is it's connected on the TV series. And DC has gone on to state that the TV 
segments that they have and the movies aren't connected. So they can really do whatever they want on the small screen and they could make a Justice League of their own on the small screen. And it would, I would, I like their TV series. That's what I like about DC. They have a strong TV presence over their giant film presence right now. And maybe that's a good approach for them to try and build the DC universe more on the small screen. Yeah, because they're also making a a Batman series that's like that's right before wow, Batman, yeah. and that looks interesting. So I'll give that a watch. I'd and love to see what references to like Arrow and the Flash. Maybe it will appear in that. Yeah, I mean, if they end up connecting it, then it would be really cool to watch. If yeah. they connect it to Arrow, because I would love to see Bruce Wayne show up in Arrow and be like. So, you're a billionaire that knows archery? Well, I'm a billionaire that's pretty much a ninja. (laughs) That would be cool. That would be, yeah. And it would be cool to see Bruce Wayne interacting with Oliver Queen, and they don't, both of them don't realize that they're both heroes. They just, they're just like, I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire playboy. I'm a billionaire playboy, too. And then, when they run into each other as, like, Arrow and Batman, that would be cool, because they don't realize that they're both, they both have seen each other already. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, I feel like I would enjoy some crossovers like that on TV shows more than I would on a movie. Yeah. But that's that's the only thing that I think DC right now has over Marvel. Because Marvel is trying to establish their TV presence. And S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it got kind of mixed, like, mixed feelings about it. A lot of people really like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right after the Captain America tie-in. So everyone likes it after that, and there were a lot of people that stopped watching it before that, and they don't understand what happened. And they're they're also trying to make their Daredevil and stuff uh, Netflix series. So they're, they have it in the pipelines, and it's what people will want to watch. So I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I feel like right now a lot of people were disappointed with Shield, Agents of Shield, because they didn't have enough like comic book tie-in characters. And with season two, they're adding more comic book characters, and they're trying to build up on those characters that the people liked. So maybe maybe Marvel will kick up its game in the TV department and like blow everyone away and give DC a run for its money on the small screen. But at this point, I feel like. DC has the leg up on the small screen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's good. Can't yeah. wait for Gotham. That's going to be a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try if it's on Hulu, I'll try to watch it. Yeah. That's how I watch most of my shows. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for the news that we have on movies and whatever. So, yeah. This is a good week for movies. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out next week. Well, let me quickly take a look online and see what we have coming out. Because I I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. It looks like Let's Be Cops comes out August 13th. Um, The Expendables 3, August 15th. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. There's a few movies that that seem like we're not going to get those. At our theater, so... Yeah. I'm looking forward to Expendables 3. I did see the poster earlier today. And <laughs> I can't wait for that. It's going to be a lot of big stars. That's what's going to make it for me. 
I don't know. I haven't seen the other two, so I I don't have that same excitement that you do for it. <laughs> I feel like um, with that, you don't have to see the first two because I feel like the plot is just going to be the most generic action movie plot you can possibly think of. Yeah. With just like all these stars. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll try to watch it so that we can talk about it, but right now, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm I'm holding off for uh, the next Disney animated movie, for the most part, which is yeah. the Big Hero 6, and that comes out, I think, in October or November. I can't That's remember. <laughs> I'm looking forward to... Um... The Giver, that's supposed to be good, and The Maze Runner, both of which are based on books. Because, basically, the movie I was waiting for in August was Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was amazing, and it came out already, so... Yeah. Yeah. I've only (laughs) seen it once, believe it or not. I need to see it again. Yeah. Okay. Big, Big Hero 6 comes out November 7th, and it opens up against Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Oh, that'll so, be good as well. It's going to be a good week for movies. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun week to try to do a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Because Christopher Nolan, he has not disappointed me yet. And I don't think he ever will. <laughs> uh, I would not say never. I no. mean, we have M. Night Shyamalan to look at. <laughs> yeah. yes, well, that's, that's, I think that's it for our movie news for what yeah. we have. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Ben. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a good night.